welcome to episode 81 of the Midnight Triple Feature podcast. You can find us on the web at midnighttriplefeature.com. You can follow us on social media on Instagram and Facebook at Midnight Triple Feature. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, and anywhere that podcast can be found. For this episode, we are discussing the blood on Satan's Claw from 1971. This podcast will contain spoilers. Enjoy. Welcome to this episode of Midnight Triple Feature. I'm Mike, and with me as always is Adam. All right, so what's going on, man? What you been up to? Uh, not too much. We're uh, buried under three feet of snow up here, right? So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're uh, really not too much. Uh, I guess you just sit around. I had to work because I'm working from home, so it doesn't really affect me. I know you've got a day off out of it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just kind of, everyone else was home. Like, you know, my wife didn't have to go to work, obviously. Teacher, and they closed school. So, you know, kids didn't have to go to class. That story pretty much went like, what was it, like a little over a day? Yeah, it started around midnight and it ended around midnight because I was up for full, I was up at midnight and it was snowing. And then I went to bed around midnight, and I was still snowing. Then, yeah, so I was, took the dog out both times, and it was still snowing. It was still snowing when I got up this morning a little bit. It wasn't, you know, crazy, but at that point, we already yeah. had almost twenty inches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. It's so. Stupid. You have a? Do you have a snowblower for your driveway? Yeah. So my father-in-law, because you, you know how my driveway is. Oh, right? yeah. Well, that's why I ask. Yeah. So my daughter parks in front of the garage. The wife parks on the side of the garage where my boat is. And then I actually parked in the front lawn, basically, so that he <laughs> could plow it out. And then what he doesn't get, I snowblow. Yeah, yeah. But it was even even with him helping out, it, I still had to, you know, make the path in the back for the dog. I had yep. to do the front walk. And it we got a lot of that real light snow i mean it accumulated fast so it's that snow that when you're trying to snow blow it just blows back in your face anyway it's miserable (laughs) yeah um so yeah i had to do all that and my snow blower doesn't really i don't know it it doesn't throw i don't think it throws it like it should i feel like like sometimes when it really gets thick it just kind of falls out yeah (laughs) yeah and and then i got to go back over the same spot again so (laughs) Uh, yeah so after he did that and i got up this morning he came back this morning on his because he drives by to uh go to work and um so we stopped again and just cleared it up for me which was nice and then i just had to snow blow up around the cars and stuff like that so and then uh my truck got stuck it when i tried to pull out of my driveway so i'm now i'm pulling straight you know kind of on an angle back out into the road and I slid, you know, where my little wooden fence is in the front yard by where you usually park. I slid right into that thing. And then basically (laughs) used that. I just drove up on it to get traction to get myself out. So I'm pretty sure um, it's, it's pretty much done for. And then both of my garbage cans, because yesterday was garbage. day. Somebody Um, just sent us something and I clicked on it and it, Oh, I think it. I think it was uh, shaky from shaky it, subject it matter. Was, I got it too. <laughs> I heard it your like phone. Me- it was a Mexican wrestler, and he's sorry. I'll watch it later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I heard your phone go off, and mine went off at the same time. So I saw it come across the screen. So, um, go ahead, go ahead. 
yeah so yeah that's pretty much gone and then my garbage can and my recycling was just on a it just it packed from the plow trucks because it was we had to put it out that night of the storm oh, and the plow trucks just completely l- luckily they were emptied but it was just in a big mound of snow and i had to snow blow those out yeah i don't know why the hell anybody lives here man i know we've lived here our whole lives we should be used to it this shit sucks yeah, we uh we started paying for some on the plow this year, but we still have to clear like, so we, we park the cars like on the on the grass so that they can just plow up the whole driveway, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the snowblower wouldn't start this morning, <laughs> so uh, we went out and we had to shovel out all the cars and everything. And then like my car, like her hers is four wheel drive, so it just kind of like we clear the front, dig the tires out a little bit, and it just kind of goes. Mine, man, it's like it's a Honda Civic, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's like spinning, so shovel it out, spinning, shovel it out. Finally, like me and, and my my kids had to get behind the car and like push the car to get it off the lawn back into the driveway. And oh, it sucks, man. It now, sucks so now you're now because your driveway is a horseshoe. Does right. that make it easier or more difficult to plow? Because like mine's it's a pain in the ass because di- it's straight. It's it's pretty it's difficult because it's not so like. The guy, this is the second time, third time he's plowed now this year, and he's he's got it down now, but, like, the first time he did it, it was, like, you could tell he was struggling with it because, like, you got to figure out how to make those curves and the turns and everything, and the first time he did, like, he he was, you could tell he was struggling. <laughs> this time, he, this time he came in, he went, like, right through, cleared it out, um, but it's a pain in the ass if you're, if you have to shovel it, though, because it's got two ends. Yeah. So like both of those ends get plowed in, you know, like yours is double wide. You kind of have the same problem. Yeah. But uh, it's like, they, yeah, the first year we lived here, I shoveled every, every time. And it was like, we were getting a storm every week. And I was like, yeah. I was like, fuck that. So I went out and bought a snowblower. And then this year we were like, fuck it. Like this dude's like 50 bucks, 50 bucks every storm. You tell me what amount to come for. And I'm like, all right, if it's over, if it's over like four inches of snow on the driveway, come and clear it so he's come three times it's like you know it's like a couple hundred yeah. bucks or whatever it's worth it man yeah it's worth yeah. it <laughs> my my driveway kind of i i already told the wife I said, yours is on the hill so yeah it's like, like next year we're redoing well the problem is it's like i get i have all those like little they're not potholes they're like you know the raised parts yeah so shoveling it sucks because you hit it with yeah. the shovel we have the same thing in ours. Yeah. Snow blowing it sucks because you hit it with the snow blower. Now you mm-hmm. got to kind of pick the snow blower up a little bit, and then you just <laughs> miss the whole patch. Right. And then when my father in law plows it, he's just breaking it apart. So I'm like, <laughs> next year we're and then when because when it freezes, it turns into like those frost heaves. And um, right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So next year we're just gonna we're just gonna pave it. Fuck it. You might as well. It's. I mean, it's it's gonna be probably like a few grand, but it's probably worth it. Yeah, it'll definitely be worth it. Because then I'm going to do a little bit of that front yard, make an extra parking spot, and then uh, go up where my boat is. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have them do the. I'll just have them do the whole thing. Call yeah. it a day. Anyway, that's what we're dealing with right now, right? So yeah. hopefully uh, we don't get another one soon because that'll really fucking suck. Yeah. So I um I was kind of scrolling through the uh the hang on, hang on. my my kids are coming in to say good night. All right. All right. Sorry about that. You were saying? Yeah, I know. So I was uh, kind of scrolling through the yeah. interwebs and I was over on Letterboxd. Was it Letterboxd? No, it wasn't. 
This was Ranker. I think it was Ranker. So uh, I took a screen cap of this because it was uh, the Friday the 13th movies ranked. Okay. And um, I immediately thought of you when I saw this. All right. <laughs> uh, you want me to st- start with the the worst or the mm-hmm. best? I, start with the worst. You want to start with the worst one? Yeah. Right, so yeah. we're going to start with, with uh, what they have listed as number 12, the worst one. All right. We um, need to figure out what's one's missing, right? Because I... Yeah, I'm. Yeah, there's one missing here. So there's as we 13, go through, we'll, f- we'll figure right? it out. Pretty sure there's thirteen of them. Yeah, if you include Freddy vs. Jason, there's thirteen. Yeah, that one's on here. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Let's go. Um, you know which one? I, no, it's right there. Okay. No. All right. So number twelve, the worst one. Jason goes to hell. Uh, um. Do I agree with it? This is the worst one. Jason Goes to Hell is the worst Friday the 13th movie, according to this list. Uh, that also includes the remake, Freddy vs. Right. Jason, and Jason X. It isn't just the original. So I think Jason Jason X is better than it. I'm actually questioning whether or not, like, so the remake for sure. <laughs> and then whether or not part, like, seven is actually better Oh man, I think I feel like I would put the remake as the worst personally. That's that's I would too. Yeah. Right. I don't yeah. know. All right. Yeah, I I agree. The remake is the worst of this entire franchise. <laughs> it's just uh, like most of it. Remember, like it was Jason running around in tunnels. Remember, he was like a homeless man. Yeah, and, and he, he, like, he kidnapped he the girl and kept her. Yeah, yeah. He, he kidnaps the girl. He keeps them in her room, and <laughs> I, I and it know. was like I remember it being super long. Although I could just. It might have just felt long, but I'm looking it up now. It's like it was only 97 minutes. That movie felt like it was two hours long. Oh yeah, you yeah, you definitely pause it. If you're watching it at home, you definitely pause it a few times mm. and do other things. All right, interesting. So number eleven is Jason X. So we have Jason goes to hell is the worst, and then Jason X is the next worst. See, here's the thing with Jason X. Um, so, like, Jason X isn't as good as, like, maybe the first six movies, right? I would think the first six were all top six for the franchise. Like, they switch around, but I think those are the best ones. And Jason X kind of, like, fits into this, like, part seven, eight. And, like, Jason goes to hell and then Jason X. Like, I put those four in, like, another bucket. I think Jason X is better than seven and eight. You know, what's weird for me is I don't think Jason X, and I know we've talked about this multiple times. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's as bad as everybody else thinks. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Jason X is kind of my, um, definitely. I mean, I don't want anybody to be like, Oh, he thinks Jason X is the best. (laughs) Uh, Jason X is kind of my go-to when I'm, want a movie like like if i'm like i want to watch a friday the 13th movie but i can't really pay attention to it i'm going to be doing yeah, other things you know maybe doing some yeah. you know work stuff or something like that that's the one that i put on I, and watch it i'd probably put jason goes to hell at that spot i'd probably go like remake then jason goes to hell personally yeah. and and really it's mainly because jason's barely in it and it's mostly just like these possessed guys running around and it was just 
I don't know. I, I've never been able to really get into it, but I still think it's better than the remake personally. <laughs> so um, number but, 10 yeah, on okay. the list is part three. Oh, no. Part three is in the top three worst. I'm no, thinking. no, 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 no. No. <laughs> 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 all right so so i would probably put like uh, part three is probably like let's see i think i go wasn't part three though i probably put that at like my, my fourth or fifth oh no two was the one that was recorded in connecticut three was recorded in jersey right. yeah yeah and three is the one where he recorded i mean filmed i don't yeah, three is the yeah. one where he gets his mask. Yeah. yeah, I would probably put that at like number four or five. Like that's really far down on a list. Yeah, that's uh, three is probably oh. up, up up the top for me. Right. I like like I said, I, I mean, like remember when remember when three came out and you could get it in three D with like the red blue glasses? Yeah, yeah, and they did work. They sucked. Yeah, they sucked. <laughs> like you could you, you like when when you went to the video store, they were like, "Hey, you want the glasses for it?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" And then they just never worked or whatever. Yeah. So I went. I bought the. Uh, so two things. I bought the DVD of three that came with three D glasses. It was garbage. And then the Blu-ray set, the one that came out years ago, I had that for a while, and again just didn't work like but now i've heard that the new one is like real 3d i don't know i haven't seen it i, I don't know i just remember like, like the new restoration like one of the first things i think you get in that movie that's 3d is the the pole you know like with that's, the out, out yeah, by the laundry when they're hanging the laundry and yeah, it's, you get and that you get that and it's it doesn't actually go. work right it's just kind of like it's just it's kind like, of like multiple yeah <laughs> it's just kind of weird <laughs> um all right Outside of the 3D stuff, I think the 3D stuff is because it's just so obvious, but like that's easily number four or five for me. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Three is definitely in the top four for me. Yeah. Uh, number nine is um, New Blood. Nope. New nope. Blood is in the top four of the worst of these. No, 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 no. Okay, so I'm, if I'm ranking the worst ones, let's say, so at a, so where are we at? We're at slot four, right? So I've yeah, got yeah, like, number four. Personally, I've got remake. Then I've got Jason Goes to Hell. Then I've got part seven. Then I would put part eight as number four worst. So I think I would go, yeah, remake, Jason Goes to Hell. Um, part seven, part eight then i would do jason x those are like my bottom five so i can't believe they put part like part five it's like i said the thing about jason goes to hell where like jason's not in it but jason yeah. is in part five i think the reason it gets ranked so low is because they say jason's not in it but he is it's just enough to do the mask but it's yeah like, yeah yeah it's me a... it's like it's uh it's like the point where they just fully embraced like the sleaze and the violence even though a lot of the violence got cut out like that thing is is directed by a dude who did porn. Guy, um, Danny. Uh, uh, oh my God, why am I blanking on his name? He directed Savage Streets and he directed um, what this other movie? I, I can't believe him. Anyway, uh, so he like threw in kind of like all this sleazy stuff that like makes it feel a lot different from the other ones. Like even though the other ones always had that stuff in it, Part Five is like extreme. 
I actually feel part five is like my, it might be like my fourth favorite. It might be my, might be my third favorite actually. Yeah, I actually I enjoyed this one. Three. Yeah, yeah. I really this one would five. be on the other end of this list for me. Yeah, yeah, okay. I right, do like this one. So uh, number eight is uh, Freddy versus Jason. Um, now, question, because when I, when I saw this, and, and the title is Friday the 13th Movies Ranked, is mm. Freddy versus Jason a Friday mm. the 13th movie? So, Because the title is Friday the 13th Movies Ranked. Right. So a lot of people include it. Um, it's a, it. But then would not, this one, if you had a Nightmare on Elm Street ranked, would this movie be on that one too? That's the interesting about it is that this movie gets included in both. Because I think it also gets included in the Nightmare on Elm Street box sets as along with the Friday 13th box sets. I think. Hmm. I think Freddy vs. Jason plays more as a Friday the 13th movie. Um, yeah, it definitely does. Well, it concentrates more on Jason for the most part. You know, you right. kind of got like that weird Freddy thing where he's kind of in and out trying to get Jason to do shit. So that's but why Jason's the yeah. focal point of the movie. That's what I, yeah. And it's mostly Jason killing teenagers and not Freddy. Yeah. So like if I were to pick one side, I'd probably put it in this one. But um, I, I rank it higher than Jason X. I don't think it's, I don't think it's great, but I think um, I don't know. Actually, it's probably not better than Jason X. I take no, that. <laughs> I don't think yeah. it is. I think uh, it's Friday, than... Friday the Thirteenth or um, Freddy versus Jason for me is like that weird. Somebody has it on, or you know, you go to you go to somebody's house and they're playing it. Like you're not going to stop watching it. But yeah, I would it. I wouldn't go to you and be like, "Yo, let's watch Friday. Let's watch this." Yeah, I've watched it again. Like within the last couple years, I think. And yeah, it's it, hasn't, years. it hasn't aged well. Like I remember seeing it at the time and being like, oh, this is really good. But I also think that's because we were coming off of, you know, outside of maybe Jason X, like most of those last movies not being great. And this one felt, it, because it was so much, it had a budget and it was polished. And I, I think I was fooled a little bit by it at the time. And now we watched it and I was like, ooh, this it's okay. Um, some of it worked, but then a lot. Once they get to the fight, it falls apart. Yeah, that's where it falls apart for me too. Is the fight. Yeah. Yeah. And like they have that weird like, that whole third act. Like, like it's actually not like I I don't I don't hate it hate it because like the I would say the first and second act is pretty okay. Yeah, that's um, what I think I I respond. But there's like weird that. things in there I don't like where, and I get why they had to do like they tranquilize Jason. Yeah. Right. And then that's how Freddie gets into his dreams. And it's it's like out of everything you that that Jason's been through, you, you just some normal over the counter or whatever. They got it at the doctor's office or whatever. The dream. The, that's right. The, whatever the hell it is like that is like what is going to put Jason down. Yeah. 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 Like that. That's <laughs> what puts him down. And, and, and the other problem with the whole premise is like in the. So, Freddie, you can take him out of the dream world, right? That's been established in Nightmare on Elm Street multiple mm -hmm. times. But it's also been established that once he's out, he's super weak. So, like, that's, like, his weakness is you take him out and then he's easy to kill. And they kind of say, like, oh, we took him out, but he can, like, this Jason Voorhees who's, like, seven feet tall and a zombie and, like, you know, 
this little old man who's <laughs> yeah burnt to a crisp. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They uh, never established that he had any real supernatural like strength. A little bit of supernatural ability, I guess, but like in the uh, second one, he does weird. But things, they like they never fire. actually say if the whole thing was a dream anyway, because the end of the movie he winks. Yeah, they never give it up. They so, never tell you. Yeah, yeah. That's true. you could have been a dream all the time, and in that case, he would be able to beat him. But I don't know. It's yeah, I would put that above Jason Hex. Honestly, the more I think about it. All right, keep um, going. Number seven is the final chapter. Oh come on now. Yeah. So the top. Come on. Uh, the, in the top six is the final chapter. That's my uh, that's my number one. That's my the, favorite one. The seventh worst Friday the 13th movie is the final chapter. That's my favorite one. It's, uh, <laughs> oh my God. It, uh, um, it's like the only one where they got the cast perfect, the special effects are perfect, the kills are great. Um, it's like the setting, like all of it is so good. Jason's really menacing in it. It's got a great, like, experiment for you to score in it. Um, oh, the body count is like through the roof in this thing. Like, I would say that's probably top oh two for God. me. Crisping Glover, Corey yeah. Feldman. It's like, the, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, um, it is my number one. Like, I watched yeah. it recently and it, Oh my god! Oh no, it's great. Yeah, that's it's definitely it's what it's the... definitely that's nuts. Okay. Yeah. So okay. uh number six is just Friday the thirteenth, the first one. Let me think. Okay. Is this I wouldn't would I put that at six? So the sixth war sixth worst Friday the thirteenth movie is the first one. I would put that at four. Thing. I think I would put that at four. I definitely, it's not six. I would put, um, did I say part three? I think, I think I put part three at six. This one's weird for me. I love this movie. Yeah. I love it, but I don't necessarily want to put it up against one that Jason's actually in. Yeah, I get that. You know what I'm saying, like, I do. I think it, this yeah. is a really good film. I love watching this. I could watch this all the time. But when you say, "Oh, give me a Friday the Thirteenth movie," my brain automatically goes to a Jason movie. You're right. I never watched this one, and um, but I'm trying to think about. Okay, like, you never watched the first one? No, I never watch it. Like, I don't. Oh, ever, you never watch it? I always skip it. You know, I'm always like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch part yeah. two. Yeah, the that, that's the thing. When you go, like, when I go, I'm going to watch a Friday the 13th movie. This is not the one I go to. Yeah, you might be right. That might actually fit into number six for me. Yeah, so great movie. Like, I don't yeah. want to discredit this at all, but it's just, it's just, that's where it lies for me. Huh. Yeah, all right. Um, Number five, the fifth worst Friday the 13th is the remake. That's just bizarre, right? So bizarre. That one would be the last one. <laughs> this would be I, yeah, at the bottom I mean, of my list. I put part three in that slot. Yeah, definitely part three in that slot. Definitely. This but, is just this. This is a terrible movie all around. I mean, just terrible. Jesus, dude. Doesn't he at some point like just have like chains dangling from him? Like like an emo kid know. in high school. 
Just I think I've seen it twice. I watched it when it came out, and then I watched it because I had the Blu-ray set, and I never watched it. I've watched it twice. I think that's it. Like I actually own this. I paid money for this. Well, so did I. Technically, I I set, but I bought. Oh no, mine was part of a set. I bought it when. <laughs> uh, remember when Strawberries was going out of it? Or oh yeah, Fye. Fye. When that was going out of business, I paid a dollar for it. Okay. Well, that's you know. Yeah. Speaking of that, did like, you did you know the off topic bit that on Vudu you could scan most of your movies and they'll convert them to digital for two dollars? Yeah, except for everyone that I've ever tried to scan. Oh, I just did a whole bunch of them the other day and they worked. Yeah, but no, like, I tried. Screen Factory doesn't work. Boutique labels don't work. Yeah, but, um, so um, I tried like mainstream stuff. Yeah, I tried like some of my 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 vinegar syndrome stuff. They don't work. work. Yeah, they don't work. Um, yeah. And then I got I had ordered the. The Killing Joke and um, Teens Mutant hmm. Ninja Turtles uh, and Batman. Uh, oh, none of that. You think those ones would work? That's weird. Yeah, yeah none. No, they they won't work. But they're like, you can purchase it for fourteen ninety nine. I'm like, I just bought the Blu Ray. <laughs> so, um, I, I converted I, like Terminator Two, and I I converted like a bunch of stuff, and I'm just gonna slowly kind of convert so that I have backups of everything. Yeah, anything so, that I can, you know. Um, I'm gonna. I have a few more I want to try, but I probably tried close to 10 and none of them will work mm. for me they all yeah. say un, un, uneligible I'm, uh, I'm just doing a standard def conversion it's like two bucks if they're like oh you can convert to HD for five and I'm like I just want to have a place to watch it if I don't feel like either if I don't have it I need to download it or you know like I'm just being lazy two yeah. bucks I'll convert it to have it in my library I'm not going to pay five dollars but um, what are they considered standard what 720p yeah it still looks fine to me I'm like yeah most of this and it all depends I'm, on the movie too. Yeah, and most you know, of these that I'm converting are DVD anyway, so it's not like I'm, you know, it's not like I'm downgrading from 1080 or something. Yeah, well, my, my Blu-rays don't. You're right. None of my boutique Blu-rays will work. I tried them; they don't work. Yeah, me too. I tried. But uh, it tends to be like the really, I don't know, like the the, the big mainstream releases that like you go buy at Walmart and shit. Those ones yeah. tend to scan. I'm gonna but. try to scan my Jason X and see if I can get that. Try work. it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, yeah. I bet it would work. Or my, uh, I so I'll pay them two dollars to After you pay change dollar. over my Friday the Thirteenth that I paid a dollar for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, number four on the list is um, the New Beginning. Uh, let's see. I put a New Beginning. I mean, I'm a little, maybe a little bit different on this, but I put it at number three. The, I put, put number new beginning at three. This is number five, right? So, number, oh, this is part, yeah, part five. This a new beginning is part five, yeah, yeah, but it's number four on the list. I put it on this isn't new blood, no, the new beginning, part five. New, new beginning, I put it number three on my list for sure. So, if they have it at what four, yeah, I put it at number three. Number three is part two. I put number three at number two. I put that at number two. Part two is, is number two for me. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you, know, you already know what's left. So the top two. Yeah. Number two is Jason Takes Manhattan. And the number one film for this ranking is Jason Lives. Jason Lives and Manhattan are the top so, two movies they have listed. So here's the thing. I put Jason Lives um, in the top six. I don't even remember how I ranked it. I think 
Yeah, it's three or four or whatever. Takes Manhattan is bad. Oh, it's bad. Like Real Jason bad. lives. Jason lives. I I don't think is bad. It's weird because it doesn't fit in with the other ones, but it does establish zombie Jason for better or worse. Um, it does have some pretty good set pieces in it, and at least it's set at Crystal Lake. Part eight is like half of it's on a cruise ship. And then the rest of it is in Canada, pretending to be New York. Yeah, I know. Every once in a while, you see like Canada in the background. And you're it's like, oh, it's New York City. And then they shot for a day in Times Square. And then yeah. it's just like, we're supposed to believe that New York City is like just vats of toxic waste are sitting on the streets. Yeah. And that, and that, <laughs> and that they fill the sewers with toxic waste every night. Yeah. And that like you walk into New York and like within two minutes, you've been assaulted abducted raped and injected with heroin yeah all within a five minute period of time that movie um, like i they, well they never even they never established how that little tiny boat made it from crystal lake all well, the way to new york city there's that too that's a whole nother yeah. thing <laughs> like it. <laughs> like the entire trip and the boat is ridiculous but the thing with part eight is like because I'll, actually, I'll watch it. Actually, I've watched it multiple. I've even watched it like I think I watched it a year ago and I'll enjoy it. But it's like I enjoy it more, I think, because it was the first Friday the 13th movie I ever saw. And it's like it's so stupid that like it can be really enjoyable, but it's not. It doesn't belong as spot number one or two or whatever. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I saw that. Uh, yeah, I don't know who who ranked those, but uh, they need to lose their job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually was on Letterbox because I was just looking at the movies because I wanted to get an idea. Um, and this guy had a rank, his own ranking, and his was he has the best one as the first one, then the remake, then Freddy versus Jason. Those are his top three. Then final chapter, then part seven. Then Jason lives. Then part two. Jason I'm going to guess he's hell. under the age of 28. He's got to be. Somebody was like, why do you think part three is the worst? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, what did you like about the remake? I thought it was dreadful. <laughs> he looks young. Yeah, yeah. He's he got to be well under our age. He's also Canadian. I, mean, I don't know. No offense oh, to Canadians. Then, but well, maybe they, you know. The Manhattan one should be their Jason takes Manhattan should be their favorite. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't I can't understand anybody that would put part eight and part six as the best two, but I know people really love six. There's a lot of people that think it's the best one. But I haven't met anybody that thinks part eight is the best one. No. Nobody. I see very few people making that argument unless they're trolling and they're just trying to be different. You know, like, oh, I yeah, like it could be that it's too. Like it could be history. whoever whoever made that list was like, I'm going to be cool and say, I re- I bet you they probably never even seen them. They're just yeah. maybe it was their favorite ranked by cover. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it does have a pretty killer cover. Yeah. Both of those. So do. does um um. But still, man, final chapter still has the best fucking cover. The mask with the blood and the knife through the eye, like that thing is. Yeah, Bill, uh, which one am I thinking of? The one with the oh my god, I'm drawing a blank right now, and I don't have it in front of me the the hockey mask with all the, like the red neon lights behind it. Uh, it was a new. Oh, beginning. that's part that's part yeah. five. Yeah, new beginning. Yeah, but uh, with the with the non Jason mask, with the mask that's like the hockey mask, like the the other hockey mask, not the Jason hockey mask. 
Yeah. I mean, Man Manhattan does have a pretty badass cover. It does. Yeah, it definitely uh, does. But so does New Blood. New Blood is pretty, pretty good. It's kind yeah, of yeah. I mean, that. the worst is actually probably the well, the remake is terrible. The cover, the poster art for that. That's the one you see. At, no matter what you, if you ever type in Friday the Thirteenth, that's comes the up. one that comes up. I know every it's time. Part two and part one are pretty, pretty bland. In part three, part four um, though, I think part four is freaking killer. I mean, the Freddy versus Jason cover is is cool because it's kind of iconic. You know, you kind sure. of got the machete and the claw, mm-hmm. but um, right. My 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 favorite, is, it actually was my uh, desktop saver thing for a long time was uh, the final chapter. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love everything about that movie. Yeah, I can't believe they ranked that so low, but. You know, some people don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Wake up. So, all right. Yeah. You want to, uh, well, well, let's get into what we've been watching here. I'm going to go grab a beer and I'll let you pull your list up. All right. So, uh, you know what I've been watching like pretty much every night right now is uh, I picked up, I posted, I've been posting on Instagram. I picked up uh, the hammer box set that uh, the ultimate hammer collection. Yeah, I saw that got uh 20 movies in it and um, mill creek actually put it out it's a mill creek release but they're all like blu-rays high def they all look great um but uh the reason i got it was first of all i got it for half price so that was worth it so it was like 60 bucks or something 50 60 bucks but uh i haven't seen on that set i'd only seen one movie and that was revenge of frankenstein and most of the set is um like they're non-classic monster stuff. So it's like a combination of uh, like sort of classic horror stuff, some mild exploitation, um, like black and white kind of like thrillers. And it's a really like interesting mix of stuff. But, uh, you know, I'll go through some of the ones I watched. So uh, there's this one called The Damned. I think on the disc it was called These Are the Damned. But um, it's so it's interesting because it starts out as so it's shot in black and white and it's in Britain and like this coastal town and there's this gang and they like basically like lure dudes in with the, with this guy's sister and then they rob them. They beat them up and they rob them. And you know, like that's how it sets up. So it looks like it's like a gang movie, you know, like one of those just like, you know leather jacket gang type movies that you got in the 50s and the 60s and the sister ends up running away with one of the dudes that they rob and they end up out on this island uh and there's like this research facility there and uh in the facility they can there's these children just like group of kids that live in there and they're not allowed out and they're confined to this classroom and like everyone talks to them through monitors and uh like you have no idea why they're there. You have no idea what's going on. You just know that these kids are there and that these people are now on this island and eventually they come into contact with these children. And then it's slowly figuring out what's going on. Like they find out that anyone that comes into contact with the kids ends up dead. Um, but they don't, you know, they, they give away so little. They, they, in the end, everything's explained. I don't want to spoil it, but I, I'm pretty sure I've actually seen this. I just looked it up and the cover looks really familiar. Yeah, so it's a ripoff of Children of the Damned and Village of the Damned, which use similar cover art. So oh, okay. you might, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, about. like look up um look up both of those movies and you'll see 
Is it the cover with like the little girl? Yeah, with like, like the, the, the yellow eyes? and yeah, and the colorful yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I went into this blind. I didn't even look at the cover art. I just kind of put it on. So like at first I thought it was a gang movie, and then halfway through I realized it wasn't. It was actually something completely different. Uh, it's really good though, and it looks amazing. This thing looks amazing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Children of the Dam. I've definitely seen. Yeah, I'd seen um, both of the other ones, Village of the Damned and Children of the Damned. So this was Hammer's take on that genre, hmm. which was like really big for a couple of years or whatever. Um, then I also watched uh, The Old Dark House, which was a 1963 version directed by William Castle. And uh, it's about this guy who, he kind of makes friends with this strange man and the guy invites him to his house out in the country. And when he gets there, the guy's dead and he gets kind of stuck in the house with his family. And his family is really weird. Like they're very strange and it's hard. Like he's not sure. Like at one point they give him like a bowl of water to wash his face and then it ends up being a bowl of acid. So like someone's trying to kill him. It's, it's comedy. It's like a comedy with some kind of horror undertones to it. Just the um, uh, Boris Karloff. No, this is, so this is, um, so there's the original Old Dark House, which was like 1930 something. That's on Shudder. Yeah, that's, I was just going to say that. That's the one that came up when I just looked it up and I'm like, this is on But Shutter. there's another one from 1963. I didn't even know about it, but it's directed by William Castle. And it's on this set. Um, and it was, I mean, it was I'll fun. Because like, I have the William Castle set. It's got like eight movies on there. But basically, like, there's this thing where the family members aren't allowed to leave the house at night, so they all have to be back by a certain time, and they explain all of it, again, I won't spoil it, but um, he just kind of gets caught up in this house with all these different people, and there's somebody murdering the other family members, and they keep, you know, there's people showing up dead, um, so that was a good one, too, just, again, winning kind of blind on it. Then the Gorgon, um, the Gorgon was actually one of the ones I like least, I think. So it's like a Gorgon is like Medusa, you know, it's like a snake headed lady that turns you to stone. Yep. And it's, it's got a good cast, it's got like Peter Cushing and like all the kind of hammer regulars in it. But the problem with it is, so it's a period piece, which can be kind of hit or miss because they, they can be really slow. And I think you only see the Gorgon in the movie for like <coughs> three minutes. So like the entire movie, this. the entire movie, it's like, just people talking about the Gorgon and like people in old houses and like these old buildings and old clothes and it looks great like there's all it's really colorful and the house where the Gorgon lives is, is pretty cool but you literally I think she's in it for like three minutes and for a movie called the Gorgon to only have the Gorgon in it for like three minutes that means the rest of the time you're just kind of watching people talk yeah uh, yeah, it was a, that one. I, I, I people, Some people say it's like a classic. I didn't. I've never even heard know. of this. I'm scrolling through the screenshots now. I don't. Yeah, it looks, the, the rest, restoration again, these all look really good. I mean, think about where Mill Creek was. You know, like those sets we used to buy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then they put this thing out and these all look really good. Well, it's um, weird because uh, it looks like it's, uh, so it was black and white and then a Blu-ray came out. The one I saw was color. Was in color. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Blu-ray's in color. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks good. I mean, it looks good in color. Um, this The next one was Cash on Demand, which was awesome. So this one, uh, so Peter Cushing plays like a bank manager and he's kind of a dick. 
And uh, one day somebody comes in posing as like a representative, like a government representative. And uh, he's really there to rob the bank. And uh, like he gets the thing, like he gets a call from his wife and um, the guy says, you know, like we have your wife. If you don't do what I say for the next two hours, we're going to kill her and your son. And they go through this whole plot to basically steal like $80,000 from the bank vault. And the entire movie takes place in this bank, like couple rooms in the bank. It's a single location. And um, it's just like the back and forth of these two guys and, you know, Cushing, you know, has to make sure that nobody realizes that this guy's there to rob the bank. And uh, there's like these really good moments of like, you know, they almost threw up and set the alarm off in the vault or, you know, someone walks, someone needs to get the luggage, but the luggage bags have all the, you know, like they're going to carry the cash or whatever. Um, It's really freaking good. Like it was really good. Man, I haven't heard of any of these. Right? That's what yeah. I, yeah, I, I, me neither. And that's like most of these were blind. So I really kind of took a chance on it as I had no idea if it would be good. Um, that one's, that one was probably one of my favorite ones so far. And then I watched uh, this other one. It's called Maniac. Um, it's kind of interesting. It was like this guy, he's in France, I think. And he, uh, he meets this woman and her daughter. He starts sleeping with the white, with the woman. Her husband's in, in prison for murder. And it's like a, there ends up being like this whole thing with like, they're going to break him out. And it wasn't, it wasn't bad. And I, the ending was actually, I didn't see it coming, but again, it was another one of a lot of like hanging out and talking kind of tough. Uh, the payoff was okay, but definitely lower on the list. Then, a lot of those, I mean, a lot of those uh, older, older ones, though, like especially like 50s and 60s were always dialogue heavy. I know. And that's why, like, so, so cash on demand was dialogue heavy. Right. But it's it's really well done and there's a lot of suspense. So it works like they use a single location to, to create a bunch of suspense. This one. It was more like, OK, what's the twist going to be? What's the twist going to be? So I can get into the dialogue stuff if it's well done. Um, yeah. It wasn't bad. Like it, it just was like I would never watch it again. Um, another favorite is the next one I watch. It's called so a couple different titles on the disc. It's called Die Die My Darling. Um, on Letterboxd, they call it Fanatic, but it's about this woman and she's dating this guy and the guy uh, dies. So she goes out with her new boyfriend out to London. He's like TV executive or something. While they're there, she decides she's going to go visit the mother of the guy she was dating who died and gets her to realize she's like a super, she's a religious fanatic. And she ends up taking her hostage and locking her in the attic and trying to use like Bible verses to convert her out of sin. Because like she finds out that she's been seeing this other guy. So, and she uses like her two housekeepers to help keep her hostage up in this room. And like they do things like refuse to feed her. Um, it's it real good, man. <laughs> like, real yeah. good. It's like this old this older lady. She's like in her sixties, and she's apparently I read that. So she's like an alcoholic in real life. So she was drunk most of the time. Well, I was. It was funny as you say that because I'm looking. I don't know if you can see the one that I'm looking at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and she's <laughs> she she looks like she's. I was about to say she looks like she's drunk. Yeah, like so she's, she's gagging the other chick. I don't know, a chloroform or something, but she looks like yeah. she's also about to pass out. So what I read was uh, 
they actually, so they were going to fire her off set. This actress, I guess she was like a really famous actress in the 30s and the 40s. And then, you know, whatever, like lost her fame or whatever, drugs, alcohol. And she actually told them that they could have her entire salary if she didn't show up to finish the movie. So they kept her and she finished it. But they, she almost got fired, but she's, I mean, she's, she's really good in it. I mean, the alcohol probably helps because <laughs> it just makes Wait, it that so much. Wait, she did, so she, did, she didn't get paid for it at all? She did in the end, but she basically told them, listen, don't, you know, like, don't fire me. I promise I'm going to show up and finish the movie. If I don't finish this movie, you can take all my entire salaries. You don't even have to pay me for the work I did. So they were like, okay, we'll, we'll let you, you know, like, it'll suck if we have to re if we have to replace you, but we know there's no financial risk. So they just, they took her word for it and she finished the movie. Um, great, great movie. It's like uh, Donald Sutherland is really young. He plays a role. He's like super young in it. It's gotta be one of his earliest roles. Uh, highly recommend that. And then I think the last one I watched was Terror of the Tonks, which, uh, <laughs> so this one, it's What's Christopher- it, um... <laughs> wasn't that uh it was a misfit song wasn't it it might have been i don't know it could die, die I, my was, darling that, oh that one was yeah die, 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 my yeah what are those was that up i'm gonna google this now it probably where they got it from yeah they always took their titles from movies and stuff it's probably not gonna say no i'm just gonna get this on um, well, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, it, it, it wouldn't the surprise. The lyrics me. are uh, "Die, die, my darling, just shut your pretty little mouth." Yeah, and a lot of times you in hell. It, it could be. It totally could be that they just took the title. Right. One more, last one I watched on that set was "Terror of the Tongs," which is Christopher Lee in Asian makeup. So it's him doing Fu Manchu before he was Fu Manchu. So like they do that thing where they take him and they squint his eyes and everything. Yeah. And and what they do in this movie is most of the leads that are Asian are Americans in Asian makeup or Brit Brits in Asian makeup. And then they they cast Asians for all the small characters. So they were basically like, listen, we got all these Asian characters in this movie, but we're not gonna hire Asians to play the Asian leads. We're gonna put a bunch of white people in Asian makeup. And it's uh, it's it's so bad. It's like that cake on their face where they like squint their force their eyes shut. Yeah, you can look at the poster <laughs> and see it. It's called Terror of the Tongs. But anyway, what's it's about the title Terror of the Tongs. T O N G S. Oh, here it is. But anyway, it's about um. It's weird because either I've seen all these covers, every like everything I've looked up, I, I'm like the cover looks really familiar. So I don't know if it's like a like just that style of cover or what, but yeah, I think so. I think like at that time everything kind of looked the same. And that's Christopher Lee on the cover. Yeah, <laughs> right. So before he did Fu Manchu, he played oh this guy. Oh my god! You seen any like screenshots of it? It doesn't even look like Christopher Lee. Weird, isn't it weird? I mean, you can tell like the weird, like um, the one I'm looking at, like the spot between the nose and the eye, you can tell is like prosthetic. Right. Um, right. God, yeah. that had to be uncomfortable. That's what I was thinking too. Like anyone that had to wear that stuff. 
but uh, it's that is so weird. I, I like if you just showed me this, if you were just like, hey, take a look at this Asian man, I would just be like, okay, just a normal Asian man. I would not be like, no, that's Christopher Lee. Like, I, I would, I would never guess that. That's that's. I'm guessing that's why he ended up as Fu Manchu. Um, but anyway, it's about like some uh, this Chinese gang that like terrorizes their city, and then there's like a sea captain who uh, decides he's going to take them on. But uh, one thing you'll notice if you ever watch it is that if you get shot with like a, a handgun in the movie. Um, you'll survive but if you get hit in that shoulder with a hatchet you'll definitely die well i mean that's so, just science yeah <laughs> so, like it's they, they're constantly throwing hatchets at each other and it's i don't know but um it wasn't bad it was definitely probably like the least of the ones so far but that's probably i think that's all of them that i've watched just i still have like 10 to go that's like half but uh so far definitely recommend it uh, yeah, no, I haven't. I don't even have that many. I, I, <laughs> I've rewatched a lot of stuff. That's the thing is, I. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I'm getting like so many Snapchats right now. Um, <laughs> like five people on a row. I don't know why it's just come through now, but, um, like I have literally rewatched the same things three or four times. Um, I come home from work. It's just what I put on, or I, I'm laying in bed and. I know I'm probably going to fall asleep, so I'll, I'll start watching something, but then I stay up and watch the whole thing. So, um, like the like I li- I've literally watched the thing probably five times this year. I almost won um, this year, <laughs> fifty three days. How many days? Thirty thirty something days. Thirty three days. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm probably. I almost I mean, watched that last night. I almost watched it last night. Um. Yeah. I actually I watched it so many times already. Um. That. I was going to go and buy the original from Voodoo. Actually, real quick, yeah. side tangent. Um, so I went over to Voodoo to look for it. I got every Pirates of the Caribbean movie for 20 bucks, right? I mean, realistically, you only want the first two, but... Yeah, the third one's actually pretty bad. The first, if you buy the first two separately, they're 15 a piece, or you buy them all for 20, you know <laughs> that's how saying? they. That's actually how they get you to do it. I, yeah. I do the same thing, yeah. I got every Fast and the Furious movie for twenty eight bucks, all of them. <laughs> um, I and then so what I did was uh, you had actually given me the code for John Wick one and two, yeah. Yep. And then when I was putting those in, I noticed that three was on sale for like twelve ninety nine. So I just bought that one. So now, now I got all three. Oh, did you get three? Did you watch it yet? No, I didn't. I, I haven't watched it yet. Um, I've been too busy watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, eight times, but um. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I did, but I wound up buying it because it was only twelve ninety nine, and then that's not a bad price. Yeah. Yeah. What else? And then um, I got Will Smith's um, Gemini Man, which is terrible. I was, was going to say, do- was that any good? Oh no, it's a terrible movie. But it was a dollar ninety nine, so I just bought it. <laughs> uh, I bought that. Jane Silent Bob's reboot was on sale for like eight bucks. I, so I haven't seen that. that either. I saw you watched it. Yeah, so I mean, they've just been having crazy sales like since December. So if it's cheap enough, I'll just I'll just buy it. Yeah, I use um, like it's weird because now I scroll through here, and when you sent me the message saying, "Hey, the Friday the Thirteenth movies are on sale," you can get all you got of them. those, right? Yeah, I bought. I yeah, I bought them. I, what were they? Ten bucks or something? Yeah. <laughs> so I got every single one of them for ten bucks, but I already owned the first four. <laughs> so now and. Instead of like grouping it together, now I have two folders, like one with four movies and then one with all of them. So 
Oh, was that, they weird. didn't just merge it together? No, they didn't. I got like two separate folders now in here. Um, yeah, so I did that. And uh, I don't, did you watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles remake? So I did, but I, the only thing I remember, I think, is the, they like snowboard down a mountain and somehow yeah. end up in New York. Yeah. I think yeah. that's one thing I remember though. Yeah. Um, did you rewatch it? So I, well, I, yeah, I bought them and bought I was, <laughs> I, I, I bought them cause they were like eight ninety nine for both on sale. Um, eight for the new eight, ones. Yeah. The two new ones. The, I didn't even see the, the second one, like the second new one. The second one is what, all right. So these are all uh, Charles, Charles, Charles band. Yeah. Right. No way. Um, I would like to see that. I'd like to see a Charles band. Charles band. <laughs> <Ninja Turtles. laughs> Um, God, what in the hell is the guy's name? The studio that these were made at. They do all the Transformers movies. And- oh, oh, it's um, uh, Platinum Dunes, right? Mike Bass. Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. There you go. So I mean, it could be Sony. Uh, it could be Sony. Yeah. No, it's, both it- both of these are Michael Bay Studios. Yeah. Um, and I actually saw the first one in theaters when it first came out, and I remember walking out of theater, going, "What? <laughs> what the fuck did I just watch?" I just watched alien turtles skateboarding <laughs> through snow. Um, every time they move or they use a weapon, it sounds like transformers. Like they just recycled a bunch of sound effects. Like I was like, this is garbage. Like this is stupid. Mm-hmm. I had never, ever watched it again. And right. the second one, when the second one came out, I think I waited for it to like come out on demand. That one, I, I know I never, I never bothered. Um, and I was like, wow, this one's garbage, but at least it did a better job. They, you know, they learned a little bit from the first one. Right. And I, so I had not seen either movie since they came out. <laughs> so I bought them. Um, I've watched the first one probably three times this year because I got them in the beginning of January. And I've watched the second one probably about three, four times. So you do like them? They're not great, but they're not as bad as I remember. Like but I just remember absolutely hating you've them. Spent, you've spent probably sixteen hours. <laughs> All right. So the first one has some really funny stuff in it that I think I just blanked out because I was just mad about it in the first place. Yeah, fair enough. Um, there's actually some really funny stuff in the first one. Like the first one has a lot of good stuff in it. Um, some of the fight sequences are really cool. And then um, the second one, I actually remember liking better than the first one, but rewatching it again. Uh, that's the one with Bebop mm-hmm. and Rocksteady. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's actually really enjoyable. Like, okay. Um, I, I don't know why I was hating on these as bad as I was. I know I, I, I did. Just, uh, yeah. I, I think I just got into that mentality of, but like, mm-hmm. if you just watch it as like, for what it is like you know it's like i mean there's stuff in here that bothers like, me like the transformer sound effects and try not to crap. compare it to anything before it probably right yeah but i mean when you when like when you think about it like the turtles that we grew up on was man in costume man in suit and right. then we grew up on the original cartoons then those cartoons kind of spiraled into the newer style ones right. and then those transformed into the nickelodeon ones yeah. Uh, actually, there was one after the original, and then so you had the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie before Nickelodeon owned it, and it kind of changed right. the style of the turtles. And then Nickelodeon right. took it completely, changed the style. You know, they went to space yeah. and did those other stuff. So there's been so like if you think about it like that, and that's the kind of way I looked at it after I watched these. I was like, 
there's been so many different iterations of the turtles. <laughs> if I watch it like that, maybe I'll enjoy it a little more. Now I can't stand the fact that like it's just a bunch of recycled shit from the studio that they used in it. Like if they didn't do that, like uh, Shredder is basically a transformer. It pisses me off. <laughs> Shredder is literally a transformer. Uh, it's just a dude in a giant robotic suit. And then every time Shredder fights or does anything, it literally sounds, it's a transformer sound effects. That's what they used. And that really, that, that is crap. It bothers, it still bothers me watching it, but like on the turtles end, like, yeah, there's, there's some really good stuff there. You just kind of, you got to get past that mentality. Maybe I'll have to give it another shot and make my kids watch it with me or something. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it. Um, Yeah. I think they're like $10 right now on voodoo um, or they're 15 bucks each to rent. I mean, to buy. To buy, yeah. I know what you yeah. mean. <laughs> they better not be um, to rent. <laughs> I don't know if it tells me. Oh, you can rent them for $2.99 or you can buy them for $14.99. Um, I don't know if they still have the bundle or not, but, you know, for, for three bucks or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I would I would definitely go just, like, kind of go back and check them out again and definitely check out the second one because the Bebop and Rocksteady stuff, um, and that's where Stephen Amell plays. Uh, Stephen Amell plays Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um He's actually Casey Jones in that one. I totally forgot about that. Totally forgot he was in it. I forgot Casey Jones was even in it. Yeah, he's in the second one. Oh, he's not in the first. Okay, I thought he said the first one. No, no, he's he's in the second one. But like the Casey Jones we know was just like an ex-hockey player who just turned vigilante. And in this one, he's like a um, prison guard for Shredder. And then, you know, yeah, so it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else. I mean, I watched all the original Turtles. Um, I have no idea why I watched The Breakfast Club, but I did. <laughs> um, so I watched, uh, well, we all know about Hobgoblins. I watched that, <laughs> um, which is like pretty much just a complete ripoff. It's, it's, it's fun. Like, it's just kind of a fun movie. Right. Um, I don't know if I've ever actually seen it. That's um, the one... Vinegar Syndrome put it out on Blu-ray, I think. And then I think MST3K did a Hobgoblins episode. MST3K or Rift Tracks, one of them. They did. I'm pretty sure they did it. So I, I'm going to have to check it out just out of pure curiosity. You know, it's like there's obviously a fan base for it. Yeah, did we not? T- I thought we talked about it on show one time, did we not? We, I haven't seen it. Uh, it no. Or it was so bad. That this I is the one where, it. like, um, <laughs> they're, like, locked in the basement of a uh, shutdown movie production company. They got them locked in a vault because the guy, right. the guy knows what happens if the vault opens. Right. And then, so if you go inside the vault, they'll make all your dreams come true. And like this one dude goes down there, he, he really loves music and he gets on stage and he's, you know, playing a rock concert and shit like that. And then they kill him. But then they get loose and they're literally <laughs> driving around the movie lot in a uh, golf cart, like all of these little and that's gremlin the things. That I, that's the scene I think of when I think of that movie, because I've seen that scene. Yeah. I don't think I've seen the movie all the way through, though. Yeah, it's, it, oh, it's not good. It's, it's kind of like one of those really bad movies that you'll enjoy watching. So, yeah, I have to check it out. Yeah, um, yeah. On Shutter, I watched um, Mario Bava's "The Whip and the Body." All right. Did you ever see this one? No. Yeah, 
Uh, definitely worth a watch. It's kind of it's kind of similar to what you were talking about with your Hammer films. It's very dialogue right. heavy, but there's a lot of cool stuff that happens. Like just out of nowhere, um, essentially he this guy dies and then he comes back from the dead and um, I guess he kind of like sexually assaults her. Really, it's more like a, a pleasure for him. So he okay. whips her to get pleasure, but he's a ghost. So that's where the yeah. title comes from, the whip and the body. Yeah, so, and then she, like, tries him, get him to go away, and then also, I won't give it all away, because it's actually a really good, uh, it's actually a really good film. Hmm. I enjoyed that. That was from uh, 1963. I, I do like, um, I do like Mario Baba, so. It's, it's, it's on my list. I think it's on my Shutter list. That's where you saw it? Yeah, yeah, it's on yeah, Shutter. Pretty sure I saw I've seen it on there. But I haven't watched it. So Baba has so many movies that I haven't seen. It's like Hammer, you know, like at some point you just gotta sit down and watch them. Cause they're they're so yeah. iconic, you know. Yeah, uh, well they have a um I think it's on Shudder, they have the Mario Baba like like section they can go to. Yeah, that's um, they had that collection, so that's why like I was yeah. gonna watch them, but I ended up watching um some of their they had like a Vincent Price collection. I watched some of those, and then they had something else, and I watched something off of, off of it. They've been doing these collections, which I like, but uh, the Baba one, I just I've seen a couple of those movies already, but it, it would be good to like fill in some of those gaps, yeah. And that's all I got. Um, so unless you got something else, I don't. You putting a trailer in, or are we just what are you doing? Yeah, we can't play trailers on here, so I got to edit it. I didn't in. think so. Yeah. All right, so I'll just go right into the synopsis. All right. So I'm gonna get this off IMDb. It reads a little bit weird, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's a written guy from a by a guy from Brazil, so I guess we got to give him some. So uh, in the 18th century, in the countryside of England, the landsman Ralph Gower finds his skull with one eye and fur on the field. He summons a local judge to see his finding, but it has disappeared. Meanwhile, the local Peter Edmonton brings his fiancee, Rosalind Barton, to his aunt's house to marry her the next day. However, during the night, Rosalind becomes insane, and in the morning, she's sent to an asylum, and Peter sees a claw that has replaced her hand. Then Peter wakes up with a claw attacking him, and he cuts it out, but he finds that he has hacked down his own hand. This is a really weird story. The local children have a strange behavior under the command of Angel Blake, and they rape and kill others. In common, they have a strange fur on their skin. The judge returns from London and concludes the evil has possessed the children. What will he and his search party do? It's a weird synopsis. Yeah, it's pretty much the whole movie. <laughs> it's a good majority of it. Um, so everything... <laughs> Everything I have here is in the, all, all my notes are in kind of in chronological order from the beginning. All right. Um, yeah, so to okay. start off, I have something did, similar. So, did you notice the warning in the credits? No, so, no, so I, I didn't. I, I took a picture of it uh, and added it into my notes here. Um, it says the characters and incidents portrayed and the names and places of persons used here on. Um, are fictitious and any similarities to names, characters in history or persons of, and then it's, it's black writing on like a black part. So I, I don't know what that word is. 
is entirely coincidental and unintentional. They put that in the front of the movie? That was right in the beginning, and then the credits went up. So you see this first real I didn't quick. See that. And I, I saw it, and uh, I'm usually a credits person. I kind of like to watch the credits roll. You know, they always put it at the end like of a movie. Yeah. Um, this was right in the very beginning, and then the credits rolled. And so I rewound it to see what it said and paused it. I was like, I've literally never seen this unless it was sort of like a story that sort of right. happened but wasn't <laughs> real. You know what I'm saying? Like so that that disclosure is always the last thing in the movie. If you ever go to the, through the credits, they put it in the last so they can't get sued. But um it's never the first thing you see. Like you said, that sounds like one of those like like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre scrolls, you know, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> basically trying to convince you that this is a true story. <laughs> no, this is right off the top. All right. I, yeah. I mean, I, this is a true story. I mean, yeah, um, no, that's still that, that. That was what I questioned the whole time I'm watching this. I was like, what, did they get this from something or was like this? Was, like, it's just weird that this was right in the beginning. I missed that completely. I probably yeah. wasn't paying attention yet because I was just waiting for it to start. You know? Yeah. I mean, this. There's no way this is a true story. So. Yeah, yeah. I stopped and took a picture of my TV. I paused it. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, what else you got? I mean, I have like literal chronological order here. So I mean, yeah, that's pretty much what I have. I got. Um, I started off with like um, P- Patrick. Uh, I guess you say it, Weimark. Weimark. Yeah, it's Weimark. He's the judge. Yeah, the judge. Um, this why I I, I kind of touched on him in my notes a little bit. Yeah, I felt like this entire film was like one giant stage play, but yeah, kind of. Yeah. He really, really felt like he was on a stage compared to everybody yeah. else. Like he yeah. acted as if he was in a play, not a movie. I agree with you. It had a weird vibe to it. Uh, um, and I looked him up because I thought he looked familiar, but I. There was nothing on in, on his filmography that I was like, oh yeah, that's where I saw him. Yeah, it looks so familiar to me. But yeah. and he's it looked like he did a lot of TV, very in, in movies. I don't know, but you're absolutely right. He does feel completely out of place. Yeah, it, particularly compared to like the the kids and and all those. Like they're it's almost like they're in a different movie. Yeah, because I, I I also uh, Linda Hayden who plays uh, Angel Blake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, my my next thing was a picture of her that says um i wrote uh she's good on screen and she's really good in this period piece yeah. compared to the judge <laughs> <laughs> it's like so I, and also this dude that played the judge died like two years later apparently so this is like one of the last things he did oh yeah and, i mean like it's his, he's, he's so weird in it. it's like it, you're right it, there's something about him to me Every, it's just he felt Everything like he, was he in a different said movie. and did, like especially yeah. when he was, you know, like the part when the kid comes in and says, "Hey, I saw a, like a head and an eye in the field." Yes, yeah. And he comes in and he's like, "Hey, I found a head. I was out there, right. you know, tilling the field yeah. or whatever." And then <laughs> he is like, "What is this that you are talking about?" Like, yeah, just the right. way he would speak. Well, I was just like, "What is he in a That's different what... movie?" And they just edited him. I in. also love how like the dude's like, "Listen, I found a head," and he then and the judge is just like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, yeah. you, you didn't, didn't find you shit. Didn't find no head. You didn't find shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, get back out to the field. Like, <laughs> you know, it's um, 
Uh, he was a weird character. And then, like, the way that he, he just kind of, like, leaves in the, in the beginning of the movie and then shows up in, like, the last five yeah, minutes. Yeah. As, like, like the hero of the movie. Yeah, everybody <laughs> is coming to him and he's like, shut your mouth. You didn't see nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. And then he just dips. He's just gone. And then, yeah, and then he shows up at Act the end. Three like, just shows right back up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so that guy comes back with the girl, and he's so excited. He's like, "I got a girlfriend. I <laughs> like, I love her. Like this. Married. Yeah, we're gonna get married." And then he is like, uh, no. "Prepare the attic." <laughs> like, <laughs> and then the like, they're like, "It's a nice." space and you go up there and it's like fucking like falling apart and there's shit all over the floor yeah it looks like they just since the house was built they just started storing stuff up there and he's like it's you know it's 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 a pretty sweet pad and that was because like he was gonna bang the the aunt right that was what that was about wasn't he trying to get with the aunt or something so he was like listen we're putting her up in the attic i don't want anyone ruining my evening that's what it kind of felt like to me i mean i don't know when they went up to that attic i was like what did this girl do that was like so awful that they put her in the attic not only she ended up in the attic she ends up like possessed and, and like with a demon hand like, yeah it's weird right? because they never really explain why no. they sent her up there or why they don't like her no they, they were don't. just they were just, they just like, didn't like her and then he was just he didn't even put up a fuss like i like uh, like imagine if that was you wouldn't you be like all right let's just let's just leave we'll just you know we'll go stay at the <laughs> end get a beer so you know. I pulled off off of I yeah exactly I pulled off IMDb like somebody had written a six page chronological description of this movie so I used it for notes and like right at the beginning it says Isabel informs him that Rosalind may stay in the attic room which has not been occupied for some years and Peter is told that Ellen will clean it up for habitation <laughs> Rosalind is shown the room by Peter and promises to come later that night but it's like yeah I don't know and then I was thinking um. Another thing that I thought about, like, in all this scene is I started thinking about, like, so this is, like, 18th century or something, and how all there is to do is, like, sit around and drink. Like, so, yeah. so you know, so I was thinking, like, they send this girl up to the attic, they leave her up there alone, and then the two dudes just, like, sit at a table by candlelight and drink wine, and, like, they're just getting hammered. It's That's, weird that you mentioned that. Uh, I'm actually going to skip a note and then go because it, it, it doesn't matter the order that it's in. But mm-hmm. it says, I wrote down, who the fuck uses tiny matches for light? <laughs> you you know, there's those things that carry around. They're like, they, it looks like an incense with a flame on the end and it lights up the whole. I've never, I have watched so many movies that take place in this period and I've never seen them walk around with an incense. <laughs> I don't like, know why I, yeah, I don't know why I focused on that kind of stuff so much. It's just something about it stuck out. Like, the candles and like i don't know why but I, I don't know but um i just thought a lot about like how shitty it must have been like oh we don't got nothing to do we just sit around by candlelight drink wine and then we got to go plow fields all day long <laughs> like, yeah really like, i mean it's, it's terrible it's <laughs> so weird I mean? um yeah i mean I, I guess back then there probably wasn't because when you see the kids playing they're playing like some stupid dirt game yeah, you know and so like there's the there's probably not a whole lot to do besides you know um drink and uh till the fields <laughs> i guess that's all they're doing i have no idea um another note i have here by the way about the that chick that gets that he like was in love with it says 
Peter is told by the judge that Rosalind could never have made a proper wife for him and that he should count himself lucky. Like, why did they hate her so much? She just got... She got possessed by a demon. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you should consider yourself lucky. I have that before she gets possessed by the demon. I wrote, the girl screams. <laughs> Everyone gets smacked. And then the judge is like, get nails in wood. <laughs> when he smacks him in the face. Yeah. Just like, what is happening right now? Like, she's screaming because she don't want to go to the attic. And now you're going to board her up there. Like, Says he slaps Peter. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the the aunt or whatever she is smacks the, the girl. Yeah. <laughs> like tells her to shut up. Then they board her up in a room, right? They pull like, Yeah, they board her up in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even know what happened and why this happened. I was really confused by this. The whole beginning scene. Because here's the thing, I went into this movie and I was like, all right, this is a movie about like weird possessed kids in the British countryside who like perform satanic rituals. And in the first 30 minutes, I'm watching a movie where like these people are in this house and this girl for some reason gets possessed and then they lock her in an attic and then they take her away and put her in a insane asylum. I have no idea what's going on. Like, yeah. I, I, I still don't understand why she got possessed. I, like, I don't I still don't understand it. Like why was like she didn't touch the thing in the field, right? No, I'm wondering if right? it was already in the attic and they just don't tell us Mason got cut. Maybe that's what it was. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'm wondering if, like, the claw was already in the attic, uh, <laughs> and they just don't tell us, because it just comes out of nowhere. It's like, all of a sudden, there's a claw, and she's all possessed. Yeah, but, and they show her hand when they take her out, and she has, like, the, the claw hand or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and the I way they do it, they, they try to be all slick, because, like, when she comes down the stairs, she's just kind of got a smirk on her face, like, she looks like she's possessed. Right, and then, yeah. He's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And then it just happens to like the claw brushes along the, the staircase. Yeah, they show it real quick. And then he's like, okay, I, I guess you can take her. Like, it's yeah. so weird. Um, he, like, And there's no question. And then she never comes back. No, that's it. That's what I'm saying. None of it's resolved. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we don't know why she was shoved in the attic. We don't know why nobody likes her. We don't know where the hell she went, why she got possessed, and why is it that if All she right. got possessed and taken away that everybody else gets possessed? I don't... All right, Ray, I think I might know what's why this is feels weird. I'm reading right now on IMDb, and it says the film was originally conceived as three stories that would play out separately, but all have the unearthed remains of Satan being the linking factor. So the stories of Peter and his fiance, the possessed children... And the judge's battle with evil were all supposed to be like an anthology almost. And then they rewrote the script to put all those stories together into one story. So what uh, we're actually watching is like a separate story that they've been jammed into this other story with the kids. Um, yeah, because I felt like the whole time I was watching this, right? there was pieces missing. Yeah, that's that actually like I had so many it. questions. I was like, why is this happening? Why is that happening? So that mm-hmm. makes sense. I feel yeah, I felt like stuff was cut. So that yeah, it, it feels like this whole first part just feels like a completely different movie. It's very strange. Cause then I think after all that, then we go to the kids and it's it's kind of focused on them for a little while. Yeah, and then the judge Angel leaves. and Mark. Yeah, and the judge once the judge leaves, they go to the kids and the reverend. Um, which is like this is stuff is probably like my the stuff I came for in the movie was to like watch these satanic kids, you know. I love murderous kids. Me too, and that's why I wanted to watch it. 
One thing, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Did you ever notice that in these movies, you always have to have like a redheaded kid who's like evil? Like, so there's a kid in this movie that looks exactly like Malachi from Children of the Corn. Yeah. Only he, only he looks like he's 10 years older than us. I think he's supposed to be like 12, but he looks like he's 45. And, you know, I started to think about it. I'm like, I think every like killer kid movie has like a redheaded kid in it. And like, what is it about redheaded kids that, you know what I mean? Because like Children of the Corn is iconic for Malachi, but there's like, there's other movies like this where like there's little red, I think um, Bloody Birthday, I think one that kid was, maybe he was blonde, but I, I don't know. Like, Is it like red fire devil? Is that what it is? Like, I don't know. Red hair, it, there's something, I don't know. Yeah. It's something that I noticed because there's a redhead in this. Um but anyway, um, the stuff with the, but yeah, stuff and with it's the, it's weird because like when so, um, when all of that goes down and then it starts to concentrate a little more on the kids, yeah, the kids aren't um, possessed yet, right? That's right. Yeah, only angel- oh wait 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 I, I I gotta back up. So when he goes up into the attic after she leaves, uh-huh. okay, and he's got his little incense light with him, <laughs> yeah, and. He is hearing something in the floor now. All right. Yes. Yes. In my job, if I hear something in the floor, I don't, I don't go and reach in there. I, you know, I put a little flat, I use my flashlight. If I have to look in there, if not, I'll figure out another way. He legit shoves his hand into an old ass floor to see what was in there with no light, no nothing. And is moving. And then is wicked surprise when something grabs him or touches him. What did you expect was going to, you just think you were going to go in there and pull out a Snickers bar. Like what was going to happen? This was after he saw his girlfriend get possessed and with a demon claw hand. Yeah, and he went upstairs all all milky crying about it. And then stuck his hand in the floor. Didn't he fall asleep after he got attacked? Yeah, and then um, yeah, and then he winds up cutting his hand off, and yeah, that's right, the yeah. uh, judge comes up and starts smacking him around again. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but so after all that happens, they take she goes away, the judge goes away, everybody goes away, and then it concentrates on the kids. Now the kids aren't um, the kids aren't um, possessed yet; like they they haven't established that right. anything is wrong with the children; they're all normal, but. When right. they're playing that, uh, I guess it's a Marco Polo game, The when they're blindfolded in the little courtyard type thing, one kid mm-hmm. gets grabbed and choked out. All of the kids <laughs> watch it and have no reaction. Right. <laughs> they're just so, like. All right. So I I actually um, listened to the audio play of this like a couple months ago. That's one of the reasons I wanted to watch the movie too. I want to see how similar it was. And they fully explain how the kids get possessed in the in the audio book version. You, I know the exact point at which they do get possessed. I don't know if that was clear to you. No, but I do. So, so and they it don't was very it. unclear to me. <laughs> in in because you're right. It's like all of a sudden the kids are evil, right? Yeah. Um. So there's the scene when they're in in like Sunday school. And Angel Blake has the claw in her bag remember she's hiding the claw so at that point angel blake is already possessed the minute she stole the claw from the field she became possessed when they're all in the classroom and they she starts handing the claw around remember they're trying to hide it yeah and behind their they're backs. passing it behind their backs in the book or in the audio play 
all of them when they touch the claw they become possessed by the by the devil or whatever it is so any of the kids that didn't touch it aren't possessed only the kids that touched it are because in the story the girl kathy isn't actually possessed um she wasn't so, possessing this either no but she had the skin remember they yeah. cut the skin off her i did okay that was another question i had when we got there but yeah but um so or they had they didn't cut it off they stab they i don't know angel blade like stabs her with a knife or whatever when she's getting raped but um the whole thing was that mark in the book it's he he's like fighting it so he does touch the claw and he does in the in the movie too and that's why he ends up with the devil's skin on him um but he fights it and that's ultimately why they kill him but they didn't make that clear in this either like why mark you know why he had the skin or why they killed him or why like they didn't really go into it um because it's really unclear as to what the deal is with that kid mark and why they murder him and throw him in a shit um yeah because it doesn't establish the age range of possession yeah they're supposed to be like 16 ish all the kids are supposed to be like like 12 to 16 because so the adult (laughs) or we'll say 20 whatever year old girl in the attic gets possessed then her boyfriend goes up there doesn't get possessed but gets mind <laughs> fucked by the thing cuts his own hand off right and all of the kids touch it so they get possessed right um right. and then the preacher touches it nothing happens right and i and think the whole idea behind that is that he's religious so it doesn't affect him and that's also why like uh, angel blake um wants to frame him they you know he plays, it's interesting, the, the, the preacher character in the story that I listened to played a much bigger part in all of it. Like, uh, you know, he's he obviously gets framed for assaulting Angel. That happens in the story, too. But uh, he plays, like, a bigger part in kind of, I don't know, like, leading the charge, I guess. And also in the story, it's worth noting that when Angel Blake accuses him to the squire, the squire believes her. But then when he talks to the reverend, he's like, well, we have to, you know, we have to have a trial, basically. Like, we can't. And in the movie, he's like, we're going to hang your ass. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, anyway, little differences there. But, um, it, yeah, it was much cleaner in the version I listened to. It was, I guess, because it was rewritten better. So it wasn't like three stories. But they definitely explain the possession and how it happened. And that's 100% how it happened. In the movie, they show it, but they never explain it. So it's like you don't quite understand why are all these kids all of a sudden following Angel around? How did they get possessed? When they either, one minute they're normal and the next minute they're not. Um, it's in that moment. It's when it happened. So, so in this, Kathy doesn't actually get possessed, but she gets the skin. So that's never what I'm saying. Why. I don't understand why she has the skin because in the book, they're very clear that like she never touched it and that Mark did because and he says in the story like, oh, I was just playing along because I want Angel to like me. And the reason he's in so much pain and why he's sick is because he has the skin growing on him. And I don't even know if they really clarified that in the movie. Um, I don't remember like I, I, I might have missed it. I don't remember if they showed him having the devil's skin or not, but Mark no, totally they, had no, they don't. Because, like, remember when he's like sick and he's not, and like his mother goes to get him medicine or whatever it is, that's because he has the devil skin and they kill him and they remove it. And that's why they throw him in the shed because they're, they're all about like taking the skin back or whatever. So, 
Um, but yeah, Kathy wasn't possessed in this, but she had the skin. And that's what was so weird about it. Um, and I don't remember if she had the skin in the, in the book. I want to say she didn't, but she, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, but the um, way they peel it off in the movie is so weird. <laughs> Here's the, okay, so I want to talk it about looks... this. Right. The girl, so the girl that gets the, the surgery, right? Her. Like, <laughs> but you're talking about the one they take it off her leg, right? Yeah. All right, so like they tie her down and they take it off her leg. And it then, legit looks like a merkin. <laughs> That's what it looks like. And then you're right. And then the doctor <laughs> takes it off and he's like sniffing it and licking it. And shit. remember that he's like, I'm like watching him do it. And he like puts it up to his nose and he's like smelling it. Then like the other, like the judge comes in and he smells it. Like they're all sniffing this piece of skin. And then he like puts it in a little jar to keep it. I'm like, that didn't really go anywhere either they used it for the dogs but that little that scene with the skin was super weird and i was reading online and somebody was like oh the surgery scene is so difficult to watch and i was like i don't, I don't know i don't think it was like it was Not actually really. pretty tame it looked like they peeled a merkin off her leg that's a, <laughs> really? just like it just looked like fake skin and glue yeah or like one of those things in remember that movie um Oh my God! With the alien thing that throws those discs with the little suckers on them. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think you have it. You might have like the VHS PS copy of it or something. I do. Um, oh my God! Why am I drawing a blank? It on looks this? like the alien no, it movie. Looks like, yeah, it looks like the things yeah. that he throws through the air, <laughs> like those little yeah. those little slimy discs. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, um, we kind of we did jump around a bit, but yeah. So. Um... And then this is kind of around the time we get the first like visual of the devil at Kathy's sacrifice. Right. So, right. yeah. So like they steal Kathy and they're going to like sacrifice. Well, they like rape her in a very weird yeah. way. It's, and then it, is it? Yeah. That scene is really weird. It's a weird he, like scene. flips over. Yeah. He like flips over and then like flips her with him and like continues. Yeah. And I'm like, that's just a weird way to do it. <laughs> Like, it was um, a weird way to. T- it was just, it was just a weird. weird I don't. I don't even know how to describe. I mean, I think they did it so that they could like stab her in the back or whatever when it was done. But oh, maybe it, it. But that was like that's only for the movie. Like it doesn't feel. It's weird to say it, but it didn't feel like it was how it would really happen. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, so like when this this is another thing that kind of th- like made me think of the judge is when we <laughs> first see the devil is when they're in that little courtyard area and he the devil's behind the wall, mm-hmm. very much stage play looking like it, it doesn't. I mean, I get you know the age of the movie and all that, but yeah, nothing, but I mean, movies, no, nothing about it made time. me feel like. Oh wow, this is going to be scary or uneasy. I was just like, it literally looks like a stage play. Yeah. I agree. It doesn't. The movie's never really that scary. I, I would have a hard time yeah. seeing how anyone could be scared of it. Well, uh, no, no, I, I don't mean like that. I'm I just mean, like, like. No, I know. Double it cover, doesn't. Like, yeah, there was. Just I was no thinking as as, as I was watching it, I was thinking it could actually benefit from like a modernization because I think there's like a good story here that's actually could be like could have a lot of dread and you know like it could actually be pretty effective but in the 1971 aesthetic like you said it 
it, it, it's got, it feels too much like, um, like one of those, like we have Surbridge Village, you know, but like they're in like an old, old timey yeah. town and they're all wearing old timey costumes. Um, not as bad as uh, the Pale Door was with its costuming and its sets, but. No, actually it, like a lot, like a lot of that stuff, like, like, like the setting, you know, um, you know, kind of like that woodsy area, you know, with, yeah. you know, like, you know, the broken down pillars, you know, or mm-hmm. broken down buildings and like all that kind of works. Like it kind of, yeah, sets, and I, wrote, I wrote that down specifically. Yeah. It kind of yeah. sets the, uh, the scene. It kind of sets the mood. It kind of sets that period. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like when you throw these random, like, like the whole kid things, none of that really bothered me. Like I thought that was all really good. And then yeah. you kind of get this like stage play judge, and then you kind of get this stage play <laughs> devil. Like, um, they could have like they could have done so much more with the devil at that point, rather than right. just have like a dude in a costume just kind of stand there <laughs> and look. You know, I don't know. It was just kind of yeah, weird. It's true. I mean, that's why I think you could do it today, and probably you could probably get it right. You know, um, there's something. There's something here. And it, they just didn't quite nail the landing. And I think the stuff you're alluding to is probably part of it. Like, but this, yeah, like the, the old rundown church, I love all that stuff. I love all yeah. the stuff out, like all that stuff is great. But yeah, yeah the, when you get back into, the, when you get back into the town and it, it must be the actors and just some of the costuming and stuff, it does feel. Or even like the scene when they take her and they throw her in the lake and you're like, let's see if that she floats funny. like a witch. That part's funny though. Yeah. It's, it's great. Like all, like all of that stuff is really good. It's great. It kind of, it fits where it's supposed to fit. Right. And then it's just kind of like this weird stuff kind of throwing into it. Um, because I actually wrote, I actually wrote down, um, the conclusion happens in the last four minutes of the film. The devil yeah. is really the devil is really easy to defeat. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to go there. I was about to say, what did you yeah. think about the ending? Because it it happened in like the blink of an eye. Yeah, it's like the judge shows. So they all, you know, they find the church where they're worshiping and they're doing this thing where they're going to sacrifice and take the skin and all that. And it's like um, the judge, you know, rides in with his giant sword cross thing, whatever it is. And then, like like you said, within a matter of minutes, the whole thing is done. The devil's been defeated, and it's over. And yeah. I was like really hoping to get like at least a solid like ten minute finale at this site of like kids murdering, being murdered, or something. And yeah, I wanted any of that to happen. None of that happened. I was really disappointed in the last few minutes of it. Really, because yeah. they set it up to happen. Yeah, like they could have run that even if they rushed it. If they were just like, um, you know this kid murders this person and then very quickly you move jump to the next murder jump to the i i would have been fine with that exactly you know just like quick clips <laughs> of people being murdered by children and then the movie we get nothing I, and then the, i would also love to see the, the judge actually get murdered by satan um because through the entire movie like the judge is you know it, from the beginning he's like oh no you're full of shit it's not real it's an animal it's this it's that you're all full of shit. You know, like everybody's like arrest the reverend, reverend or whatever. He's full, you know, like he's, there's no such thing as demons or whatever. And you'd almost want the judge to show up and just be like, it's fucking devoured by Satan. You know, the fact that he saves the day is like, yeah, like very he's, weird. He play and it's weird because it never hints that he actually knows anything. 
That's but, what, no. Yeah. So through the whole he thing. Read a book. He read a book. Yeah. So he's being a dick, right? The whole time, like acting like he knows nothing. None of this is real. It's all your imagination. And then when he goes back to the judge at the end and he says, hey, listen, this is happening. He's like, it's time for me to return now. All of a sudden, you know what's happening. Right. I read I read the book. Thanks yeah. for the book. I read yeah. I read the book. And now I, I have the knowledge to defeat the devil. Yeah, that stuff bothered me. Like, why did the judge get to come back and save the day? Like, yeah. I, I wish that I wish at the end of this thing, Angel Blake had survived. All the townspeople were murdered and that they were actually successful in their sacrifices. Because like that would have been Imagine that ending, like the devil wins, you know? Yeah. Oh, like that would have been awesome. You, yeah. You want to yeah. talk about defying expectations. You don't do it by having the judge come back and save the day. You do it by having him be sacrificed to the devil. I have I mean, no idea what that noise was. Yeah, I don't know. I heard it too. But... Oh. Um, all right. Uh it, do you have anything else? Any more comments on it? No, I mean, I would, I would definitely like. We kind of bashed it a little bit, but I would definitely mm. tell people to at least check it out once. I mean, it's something I, I think you should watch once. I gave it like a three out of five because I think some of the things we talked about that work work well. Like you said, the stuff with the kids, I think, is does make it worth seeing. The beginning is weird, but it, it's still entertaining. Um, but the ending sucks, in my opinion. The ending sucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. That the ending definitely, definitely brings sucks. It, down. it brings yeah. it down. So it's worth it's worth watching one time just for the things that do work. So. Yeah, no, I got nothing else. So um, we can wrap this episode up. And then I know in the next episode, we will be watching um, anything for Jackson, which right. is a, I watch it on Shutter, So it's available on Shutter. Yeah, and it's got a lot of buzz as being one of the best horror movies of 2020. So I guess we'll see. We'll see what we think. We'll we'll watch it and find out. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll see you guys in the next episode.